Thanks for joining us on the Sports Day this evening. Uh, Michelangelo Rucci and Alex Rance have been our guests. If you've missed any of that, you can catch up on the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And very, very shortly, we're going to speak to the head coach of North Melbourne's AFLW side, who probably had their best win yep. in the club's existence, I, I would have thought. Jared knocking off the reigning Premier and keeping them to one goal. Yeah, watched the game or a fair bit of it. They were uh, geez, uh, super hard at it, the, the Kangaroos. They really did just take Melbourne apart. Let's uh, speak about that now with our next guest, Darren Crocker. Darren, thanks so much for your time. G'day, Kane. Jared, how are you, fellas? Not as good as you. Not as you, but you're absolutely pumped. The coffee tasted a bit sweeter today, mate. (laughs) Well, this stage is only coffee. Another few wins and it's going to be something slightly stronger. A couple more weeks. Where where do you want to start? I mean, the the pressure, I was like, Jared, I, I watched some of this game and, I mean, how could you not be struck by your pressure to keep them to one goal from 35 entries, the 104 tackles. Uh, what impressed you the most? I think that's uh, that was the main sort of uh, positive to come out of it, Kane, was, you know, we spoke about our system. You know, we feel like we play with a pretty strong system and um, that's been trying to be, you know, embedded over a number of seasons now. And, you know, I think we plan pretty well for our opposition, but... As you guys know, you can't win finals games unless you're actually, a, you know, become a really, really hard, aggressive team. Um, that's what wins finals matches, you know, especially, you know, over a whole final series. And, um, yeah, we just brought, spoke about bringing the intensity, bringing the effort, the energy. And uh, to the players' credit, that was just super. They just uh, were right up in Melbourne's face. We knew that. We knew at Melbourne, we were, they liked to flick it around and we'd learned some lessons from both Adelaide and Brisbane about the pressure that they applied to them. Um, yeah, so we went to work and um, to the players' credit, they executed really well. Sometimes the the wins don't show up in, in the raw numbers. I mean, if Horney was here, I'm sure he'd uh, be able to uh, paint the picture much better for us. But the raw numbers, they're almost identical, but you were much cleaner with the ball and they uh, and Melbourne certainly couldn't link up in any way, shape, or form like they have done. Yeah, look, they had more inside 50s than uh, than we had uh, by a couple. Um, they you know, won a little bit more contested ball. Um, that was probably more at the cold face on the inside. I think we got them for, for post-clearance ground ball. So yeah. our ability to work out and over to the next contest was really strong. And um, Yeah, we just connected really well ahead of the ball. You know, um, you know, it's probably been something that, you know, we've had to work on and had to refine a fair bit, you know, over the last few seasons. It's just that connection going forward. But uh, yesterday it all came together really well. Did you speak about the fact that you – I mean, sometimes the great wins are when you just uh, beat somebody you've never been able to beat before. Was that a big part of the build-up? You know what, Jared? it wasn't. Um, you know, I, I get asked that nearly at every press conference, yep. you know, about uh, being able to beat the big three, which, you know, we haven't shown a, an ability to do on a regular basis um, so far in our um, in our, our history in AFLW. But, you know, I, I just uh, continue to come back to the plays that when we become, you know, the team we want to become, those wins will just start to turn. We'll start to turn the table, you know what? You know, I think the history is littered with, you know, I even think back to when I was playing, you know, we couldn't beat Hawthorne throughout the 80s. Mm. But then throughout the 90s, you know, they couldn't beat us, you know, because all of a sudden, you know, we became the team that we wanted to be and we became a really hard team to beat. So, 
I think over time those uh, those things even themselves out. We've just been got to work with, as I said earlier, just embed a really really strong system, you know, which is strongly based around our defence um, and contest work. Uh, we feel our ball movement just looks after itself off the back of that. Um, plan well for the opposition, and then uh, and then you know, as we showed yesterday, maybe a, a little bit of a missing link had been just that that aggression and, and intensity and hardness, which uh, we definitely brought to the contest yesterday. It's going to be hard to beat if you, you bring that again. So you mentioned the preparation and planning well for the, the opposition. You'll face the winner out of Adelaide and Sydney. That's at Nord Oval. Like, how do you spend the weekend? It's a great position to be in, just waiting for an opponent, hoping they beat the living daylights out of each other. But do you come across? Do you watch it? What does it look like? Um, look, I, I am going to come across. So, uh, yeah, I've uh, got a flight booked and accommodation booked uh, for, uh, for Saturday night. Um, so I'll come across and have a look. Um, you know, you can get a lot from uh, from the vision that's supplied these days, especially the behind-the-goals vision. But sometimes it's actually nice to be at the ground to understand what the feeling's like and and, uh, and see it firsthand. So I'll come across, I'll watch it, and then uh, analyse, you know, you know, obviously back office the, uh, the vision as well and, and, hope, and you know, try to plan as best we can to, uh, you know, whichever team we end up playing. What's your training schedule over the weekend then for the uh, to make up for the the lost game, or do you just back off? Yeah, it's really interesting. We um, we put it to the players a little bit about uh, you know, potentially what the schedule would look like, and and they were actually really keen to keep it consistent. So mm-hmm. we'll have a full day. So our, our full day, which we're allowed to have now, part of the CBA, is on a Tuesday. So. We'll do all our reviews tomorrow, team review, line reviews, uh, individual review, um, a little bit of craft club. Uh, the players will have a, you know, a bit of a flush run. And then then we'll train Wednesday night, um, Friday night. They're really keen to come in on Saturday and just do a little tick-over session. And then, and then we can keep the same schedule next right. week that we normally have. Do you give coaches votes? Uh we do like throughout the season, but yep. not for finals. We don't have a uh, unlike the men's. I don't think we have a best finals uh, final series player. Jasmine Garner got uh, twenty six. We know she's been uh, a superstar for the comp for a long, long time. Uh, did she get your three this time around, or, or are you keeping that in house? <laughs> no, no, no. She would have been close to it. I thought uh, Jazz the way um, Melbourne put a lot of time into her last last time we played them, and we mm. knew that they'd do the same. And, uh, yeah, we just, you know, did a couple of things with her around stoppage and uh, to potentially just help the team. And, you know, she's 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 all about team. You know, like she's she's such a, a obviously great player herself, but all she wants is for team success. And she was willing to do whatever it took to uh, to help the team. And and in, in the process, it's uh, helped her just get a little bit free and, and off the leash a little bit yesterday as well. Tell me a little bit about her, how she's so consistent. Like, her, she didn't have a bad game uh, this season. Once again, she stepped up on the weekend. Jared mentioned the 26, but the 12 tackles. It, it must be her consistency that strikes as to why she is one of, if not the game's best. Yeah, Kane, she is. She's, um, she's super consistent. She's super consistent with her approach. Um, she's <laughs> she's a pretty unflappable type of uh, person. Um, she doesn't have really 
high highs or any mm. you know terrible lows. She's really consistent and measured and just gets to work and you know she's built her fitness to a a really strong level. You know from you know AFLW uh, the infancy. Um, she's just really worked on her game. She's so clean. She makes generally makes really good decisions and you know she's a player that. Um, you know, understands a lot of the nuances of the game. You know, I think because AFLW is still so new to a lot of players and the pathway is still developing, um, the little nuances that could potentially come a little bit more natural in the in the men's game, um, she's one that just picks up on those nuances really, really quickly. How much does it give you a boost to see the the the, the men's players there? She's was there yesterday. I saw Simkin, Wardlaw. The, the players look to be having a great time in the crowd. So that support from the men's program. Can you can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, look, it's it's been super. Um, you know, it's you know since Clarko's come on board, but even prior to that, you know, the men's program have always been really supportive of uh, of the women's program, um, and I think what's What's really helped that evolve as well is that, you know, uh, the all-day training on a Tuesday where both programs are crossing over, we have lunch together, you know, we've had a couple of little team-building activities uh, where both programs have come together and the, both sets of, uh, uh, of players have been able to get to know each other. And so to see all the guys there and Clark Owen and, and uh, you know, the men's uh, coaching staff, you know, it's just, it's great for the club. You know, we do... And I know a lot of other clubs talk about the one club mentality, but made up of all these different teams, whether it's AFL, AFLW, VFL, VFLW. But, you know, it can be words unless it's actually put in the practice. So it was nice that uh, all those guys were there to support us yesterday. Darren, how do you how do you divvy up the facilities? And is that a problem? No, nah, uh, well, it's obviously logistically, you know, challenging. But, you know, we, we did a... A great redevelopment, um, you know, over 12 months ago, uh, $7 million development, which was purely for uh, for our women's program. Okay. So they've now got their own um, own locker room, uh, warm-up area, medical area. We share the gym, but so to give you a, an insight into a Tuesday, when the, when the men's program are on the track, we'll be in the gym. Yep. We'll then come together and we'll do our meetings and then we'll come to potentially get together for lunch. And then the guys will come in and do their education bits and pieces, and uh, and then we'll go out um, on the track. So it's uh, it works in pretty well. You know, logistically it does have its challenges with a little bit of meeting space, but um, generally, you know, both programs are, are willing to work around each other really well. Darren, it was uh, such a strong performance. It was in awe of the the level of pressure and heat your players brought and their physicality, just what uh, finals footy is all about. So you sit and you wait the winner of Adelaide and Sydney in a big prelim final, one that will be on your home deck. Good luck and thanks for your time. Appreciate it, boys. Thank you for having me.